Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome into Live Mike, but uh, no Lee Lonsberry today. We gave him the holiday off, and we hijacked his show. You're, ta- you're listening to Amy Donaldson from the Deseret News. And Scott Howell. Let's see. Thrilled to be here with Amy. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So, uh, What episode is this? Number three? I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have to count if we're not the real Oh, host, that's right? right. Okay. Right? Lee, we're, so. we're going to take good care of you, though. Just yeah. know. We'll, it would be, we'll do you proud. It would be like, cool if we were, like, n- lucky number 13, but we're not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But uh, we're excited to be here. We have a ton of amazing um, guests coming on. Uh, we um going to start with uh, one of my favorite legislators. I haven't covered her for probably 20 years because I took a hiatus from the old news division and went to sports, but... Uh, I'm lucky enough, Amy, that she's my representative. See? And uh, we actually have known each other when we were at the University of Utah and we took over student government when uh, our candidate wasn't even on the ballot. So, Representative Patrice Arendt is joining us now. Patrice, how are you today on President's I'm Day? I'm good. It's so nice to be able to join you today. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about uh, an issue that uh, has caused me some anxiety this uh, this uh, election season, and really not one that I I paid much attention to. I'm, I've been an unaffiliated voter most of my adult life, um, and that has caused me not a lot of anxiety. But in the last couple of maybe three or four elections, it's become increasingly more important. And so, why don't you explain um, sort of what? what your bill would hope would would do if it passes. It looks like it's going to pass, though, right? Well, what the bill does is it eliminates that option on your ballot to check one box to vote for all the candidates in one party. Now, you can still vote for all of the Democrats, Republicans, whatever, in the same party, but you're going to actually have to go through it and look at the names. They'll still have their party affiliation, and then you'll check those boxes. But you can't just do it all with one box. And Utah is one of the very few states that even has that. It's a very outmoded system because it causes a lot of problems, particularly in states that have vote by mail. Because if you do that and you're in a machine, then the machine can alert you. Did you mean to not vote for any school board members or constitutional amendments or judges or even just races where there's nobody from your party running? But when you're doing this at home and you just check the box, a lot of people just don't go on. And according to our county clerks, there's more confusion about this option they get more calls about this than any other issue on the ballot. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess I wonder why that is. I I love the mail at the mail in ballots because one of the things that it's allowed is when you I, there were times when I went into a voting booth and I was asked to vote on a proposition, I had no idea what it 
what it, I really didn't know anything other than the little explanation that it offered. And so I'm, I'm basically making my best guess. Um, and I work in the news media. <laughs> but there, but I love the vote at home or the mail-in ballot. You can sit at your computer and you can do some research. You can read three, four articles or watch a couple of news clips about something. You can read what uh, the, the governor's or lieutenant governor's uh, office puts out. Um, so the nonpartisan stuff, I, I, I loved it. Um, but I also talked to people who said, um, oh, I don't, I don't do that research. I belong to this party. I believe in the party platform and that's what I support. So what, what are the issues? Well, I mean, first of all, you're doing what everybody should do, and that's the joy of having your ballot at home. You're able to look at these people. There are some people that are so confused when they see that box, they think one of two things. I have to check that box because I'm a member of that party, mm-hmm. or I'm checking that box because because I'd like to register in that party, which, of course, you can't do by checking the box. And so they're very confused. And, and sometimes the fastest growing party in our state is the American Independent Party. People check that box because they say, well, I'm independent. And they may not have voted for anyone because there may have not been any candidates that you're running as an American Independent. So that's a problem. And again, I wish everybody would do what you do, but they don't. And that's why, for example, the school boards have come out in favor of the Fair Association is really strongly pushing this bill because they say we want people to vote in the school board races. And sometimes they just don't get to those. They check the box and they're done. And school board members aren't running in a party. You know, it's uh, also the same on judges, uh, Amy. It's yeah, one of absolutely. the things you never get down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's been a real problem. And, and Patrice and I have both had this experience where people have come up to us and said, I voted for you. I voted for you because I, I voted straight Republican. And, and we look at each other, and we've both had that experience. And hint, uh, hint, they're not Republicans, yeah. <laughs> right? And you know, people who skip the constitutional amendment. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's really it, it's a, a system where it, it, we just hardly you do it anymore in the United States. There are outside of Utah, Indiana has a hybrid, and there are five other states that have it. And every year the number goes down. Um, no, no western state does this. No state with extensive vote by mail because of all the confusion and it's time for utah to finally say we don't need this box on the ballot and the good news is it's a a bipartisan yeah Yeah. it's a bipartisan bill you know representative one other thing that uh uh that that i think is important and i know you've been talking a lot about this linda did not get a ballot um and she asked me today what scott how do i get a ballot and can you enlighten us on the presidential primary? Right. What's After going we on had there? the problem a few years ago with our caucuses running our presidential prim- elections and then people waiting in line forever and not getting a chance to vote, I changed the law the next year. I sponsored a bill that said we are going to have a presidential primary run by our county clerks and the lieutenant governor's office, professionally done, not a caucus system. But you only get a ballot if you are registered in a political party that is having a presidential race. So, for example, if you wanted to vote in the Republican presidential primary, because there's a closed primary, you had to be registered as a Republican by February 5th. The other party, the Democratic Party, that's having a presidential primary, isn't, it's an open party, so you can still get a ballot, but you have, if you are unaffiliated or if you're in a party other than the Democratic Party, you didn't get a ballot mailed to you automatically. You got a letter from the county clerk saying, if you want a ballot, let us know. So at this point, if you want a ballot, you need to contact your county clerk and 
ask for a ballot. And there's information. I know Sherry Swenson, our Salt Lake County clerk, has got a fabulous website that provides all that information. There's also our state website, vote.utah.gov. And again, Sherry's is slco for .org, saltlakecounty.org backslash clerk, backslash elections, all that information is there. But you've got to do it quickly because you've got to have your ballot postmarked by the day before the election. The election is March 3rd. You do not dare put your ballot in the mail on March 2nd because if it's like my house, the letter carrier doesn't come by till the end of the day and it doesn't get postmarked till the next day. So you have to have your ballot in the mail by February 29th. Now, there are also places, limited places, to vote in person, and you can even register to vote and vote the same day. And there are drop boxes throughout the state where you can place your ballot, including on Election Day, up till 8 p.m. Again, all that information is online. But if you don't do something, if you're unaffiliated like many of my friends, you won't get to vote at all if you don't take that first step and ask your county clerk to mail you a ballot. Let me ask you a question. Um, in Utah... A lot of Democrats or a lot of unaffiliated voters who lean Democrat are curious to know, can they vote uh, in the Democratic presidential race and then the Republican governor's race? Because Yes, they can. Okay. You actually can go online and change your political party almost every day of the week if you wanted to. So you could definitely vote in the Democratic presidential primary mm-hmm. and also vote in another party's primary in June. Okay. Um, so helpful. Uh, it's confusing. And um, you, as you are saying this, I'm thinking to myself, like, we need to do more to, like, put that message oh, out yeah. there in, much, in a clearly written roadmap for people. Because I would love to see us have per- much greater participation across gotta, the board. Yeah. I mean, I, you, I know the lines were inconvenient and a pain, but it was kind of fun to see that many people engaged. <laughs> Where, whether you were standing in a Republican line or a Democratic line, uh, you know, and there was some some parts of it I thought, is this legit or am I, did I just waste three hours of my life? But it wasn't raised, it wasn't run as well as it could have been. And when I ran the bill the next year yeah. to change this to a primary versus a caucus system, the chairs of both the Democratic and Republican parties sat with me to testify in favor of doing this because you really did end up with a lot of people not being able to vote at all. People with young children finally had to give up and take them home and put them to bed. People who were disabled couldn't wait in those lines forever. And so it really wasn't a good system at all. The parties just weren't prepared for that volume. And so this, this system is much better. We've got professionals who know how to run elections running our presidential primary. Hey, Representative Aaron, we only have about uh, 10 seconds, and we know you're retiring, which we're all saddened about. We yeah. talked about that. What's the one thing you're going to miss about leaving the legislature? Oh, I've loved working with so many really wonderful people and working on great issues that I would have never anticipated working on when I first joined the legislature. Everything from our baby drop-off law to air quality issues, I have learned a lot. And let me put in the last-minute pitch, Doug Wright of KSL will be moderating a town hall meeting with a number of legislators this week at Holiday City Hall, Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Again, Doug Wright moderating a town meeting, Holiday City Hall, this Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Thank you so much. You've been such a great advocate, and I've really appreciated your leadership. Thanks, well, Representative thank you Aaron. So You're listening to Live Mike on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.